What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. We are into week 17. I mean, it's, it's week 17. Start Didn't you down with this already? Yes, I screwed up uh, my YouTube intro. It's what Jamie's talking about. Now we're on the non-YouTube intro, and everything was going great until I was interrupted. I uh, I hit the start button on the recording, and it, it was a lot faster than I anticipated. It totally threw me off. Also, my computer's trying to update, so I'm trying to get rid of that little flummoxed right now, but ready to win some championships with some starter set. What's up, guys? Jamie, what's up? How are you, my friend? Thirsty. I'm going to take a drink of water. Heath, what's up? Um, I I learned something today, Jamie, that I did not know, um, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this information for the next hour and 10 minutes, <laughs> but Adam doesn't want to know who he's facing in the fantasy playoffs. You just learned this? Like he does not want me to tell him who's on my team in the podcast league or who is on our opponent's team in the For the People podcast league. That's right, and he's already told me three of his uh, three of his players in the podcast league because he couldn't resist. So. Well, I won't tell you my quarterback because I have not decided if I'm starting Kirk Cousins or Trey. <laughs> Thanks, Heath. That's really nice of you. Um, yeah, I, I'd rather not. I'd rather not stress out about it. Just root for my guys. And but wait, I have a question. Because you made a big stink about playing defense to block your opponent's needs. Yeah. How do you block your opponent's needs if you don't know who you're facing? I, I look on I look before I do my waiver claims and then I because I knew he had cousins and Lance. I knew that. Uh and then, then I you do know. I forget. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so are you gonna be cheering for Joe Mixon because he's on our team or against him because he's on my team? Again? Can you stop? Now I know you have Mixon. Can you just stop, please? Um, I'm going to be cheering against him because I'd rather win our head-to-head matchup. And I know you would, too. Uh, All right, let's talk about Week 17. Here are the games we are taking a look at today. Kansas City and Cincinnati. Will we get another big performance from Joe Burrow? Rams at Ravens. Please, can we get Lamar Jackson here? That would be more fun. Uh, the Raiders and the Colts, Denver and the Chargers, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tennessee. Is that the, mm, that's probably not the lowest total. Patriots, Jaguars, what's the lowest total this week? There are several giant, right? below 40. 
Which one? Um, Texans Niners, you said? Bears Giants. Oh, Bears, Bears Giants. Giants are 37 and a half. Woo. Pan- Panthers Saints are 38. Um, those are the two below 40 currently. Okay. Um, Titans, Dolphins are right at 40. Okay. Uh, Bills and Falcons and Jacksonville at New England. Those are our games today. So, Jamie, we need a big start of the week for week 17. What do we got? It's an interesting one because Matthew Stafford probably didn't help you get to the fantasy championship. Um, I did see I'm playing against one Matthew Stafford-led team and potentially another one. I think the uh, manager has a quarterback decision to make. I do look. I'm not afraid of uh, my opponents. Um, <laughs> but Stafford, this is, uh, this is a great matchup. Um, you know, the Ravens have been terrible against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, the last two games, they've given up 75 fantasy points to uh, Lamar. Not Lamar. Um, to... Uh, What's the name? Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers um, combined. Uh, the guys who have gone over 20 fantasy points against the Ravens this season include Andy Dalton, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, trying to think. Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yep. Uh, the Chicago quarterbacks. Oh, no. Dalton did. Well, I had them combined in Chicago. Oh, they probably- uh, it was 23 points. Fields had three. Yeah. Dalton had 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you know what you should do? Um, you're gonna, you're gonna change your column. Make Beckham your start of the week. I like yeah. Beckham. Yeah, All Beckham's right. a good. I think Van Jefferson's a good spot too. Um, but I like, I like the uh, the Rams passing attack. Obviously, Cup is is a different category. But um, Stafford's been bad the last two weeks. Twenty six combined fantasy points. But I think he bounces back in a big way. Uh, he's been good on the road uh, for the most part this season. Five of eight games over twenty one fantasy points. Uh, four of those games over 28 fantasy points. Um, so I, I think he's he's going to deliver. And, you know, if you advanced despite a Stafford performance last week, go back to him. Don't be afraid. All right, Heath, who do you like this week? I mean, it's tough because we're facing him in the For the People podcast <laughs> league. But uh, I think David Montgomery could have just like RB1 overall type week for the Bears against the Giants as long as uh, I mean I think it'll be good regardless but if Nick Foles or Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback we have just seen both of them pepper Montgomery with targets in the passing game and he's been very good as a runner and they're playing a Giants team that's not any good at all offensively and not particularly good against running backs either so I think it could be a 25 touch 150-yard, two-touchdown outing from Montgomery. And I'm very excited because I finally don't have to make a case against David Montgomery. Yeah, let's go, David Montgomery. Uh, Players to avoid. Who wants to go first? Heath, are you ready? Well, I was trying to find somebody who was on one of the teams (laughs) that you're facing this week before. No, I, (laughs) I would like to stay away from Melvin Gordon. Um, I don't really love Javante Williams either, even though the Chargers run defense is not very good. I just think that this Broncos offense is so bad with Drew Locke at quarterback. And Javante Williams has pretty much taken over the passing game role. So I think you're getting from Gordon maybe 8 to 14 carries. And I don't know if he gets into the end zone. He's a He's a flex for me this week, but I would like to start... Um, two different running backs if I could. I'll stay there because I think the Javante discussion is is pretty interesting because nobody Here seems... Here we go. <laughs> no, well, no, it's interesting because of your rankings. Nobody seems too enthused about Melvin Gordon. 
Uh, I'm going to hit refresh on the rankings, but as I see it right now, Jamie has Javante Williams 17th, and Heath and Dave have him 23rd. Sound right? That's right for me. Uh, yeah, Javante's going to get lowered for me. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe this isn't as interesting of a discussion. But no, I, you know, I <laughs> looking at the, the Chargers' run defense because I had said, hey, they've gotten so much better. They've been a lot better since their bye week. They've been a lot better since Justin Jones. Their starting defensive tackles come back and this and that. And then Rex Burkhead has that huge game uh, last week and looks pretty silly. And I, I'm gotta be gotta be honest with you, I'm having a tough time keeping track of all the players who have been on the COVID list the last few weeks. I did not realize that Justin Jones did not play in that game. So it, uh, why don't you? Uh, so there's still the stat still holds. Why don't you um, read the text you sent me? No. Why? <laughs> Some things have to stay between us, Jamie. But but I think this is worth sharing. It was very very well thought out. I, I feel like I'm like, was it about me? No. no, it was very articulate about Justin Jones, how he phrased it. Yeah, it's disgusting. I can't say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't play. Just excited about Justin Jones. <laughs> so, yeah, well, where are you going to lower him to, Javante Williams? Uh, he's still number two running back. I mean, look, last week was terrible. Drew Locke was terrible. Um, even with Justin Jones on the field, they still go rushing, rushing touchdowns. He scored last week despite being terrible. So I'm still starting Javante Williams, but I'm not starting him with as much confidence as I was prior to um, your very um, uh, Colorful. beautifully thought out text that you yeah. sent me. All right. All right. Who are you avoiding, Jamie? Give me a sit. Um, I'm going to say his name because I think it's worth talking about. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if I can. Um, he's just struggling, and it's frustrating. It's not fun to start Saquon Barkley right now. Um, they're going to use both quarterbacks, according to Joe Judge, and just Barkley's not been good. I'd like to avoid him, especially if Akeem makes plays. Okay. And let me see here the rankings for Barkley. I think it's probably a reverse of Javante Williams. Yeah, but nobody's too high on him. You have him 19th. Jamie has him 23rd. Dave 22nd. That's full PPR. Non-PPR, he's 25th for everyone. So all right, So let's talk about the waiver wire running backs versus Saquon Barkley. Uh, Jamie, would you start? Daryl Williams, yes. Dario Gumbawale, Boston yes. Scott. Uh, not Agumboali, but the other two, yes, easily. Heath? Um, I would start Daryl Williams for sure. I would start Boston Scott if Jordan Howard doesn't play. But if Howard plays, I would start Howard over Barkley, but I'd start Barkley over Scott. Okay. Yeah, I always forget to include Howard in the waiver wire discussion, but he absolutely should not be uh, excluded from that. Jordan Howard's still available, and if he starts, you know, you might get might get 15 carries. We've got a big week of football, the NFL on CBS. The day's slate is highlighted by several games with playoff ramifications, including a huge matchup in Cincinnati when the Kansas City Chiefs battle the Bengals. As always, we'll get you set for all of the action with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern Sunday. The NFL is on CBS. All right, help me out here with the news and notes. Uh, let's go. Dalvin Cook is back. Adam Thielen is out for the season. So KJ Osborne. So I talked about this with Dave on FFT and five, but now looking back at the waiver wire, the wide receivers, KJ Osborne is clearly number one, right? Yep. Yeah. Because Gabriel Davis and Beasley are back. MVS is back. And uh Mike Williams should be back. Jalen Guyton is back. So it's Osborne has the has the opportunity here against Green Bay. Travis Kelsey is back. Brandon Cooks is back. 
Tim Patrick for the Broncos. He is now on the reserve COVID list. Ramondre Stevenson is off the COVID list, so he practiced yesterday. Are you ranking Ramondre Stevenson? Yes. Yep. Okay. And so do you still have, well, this will be one of the last games we, that we look at today. Damian Harris is good, great start. What is he against Jacksonville? Still very good. Yeah, high-end number two running back in non-PPR, mid-range number two running back in full PPR. Better than Barkley in both formats. Green Bay cornerback Jair Alexander, he's practicing, not necessarily going to play, but uh, keep that in mind. Lamar Jackson is practicing, but not necessarily going to play. He was limping around at practice. If you need a backup, I mean, Tyler Huntley might not be the worst option. Let's say Garoppolo and and, uh, Lamar Jackson missed the week. Would you rather start Trey Lance or Tyler Huntley? Uh, Trey Lance is a better matchup. Lance. Okay. Oh, let's see. Taysom Hill is back. So is Trevor Simeon. Justin Fields was... Li- oh, so let me throw him in there. Sorry. Now you got Garop... Or sorry, uh, what's his name? Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Sorry. No, Trey Lance or Taysom Hill. Taysom <laughs> over Ravens quarterback and over Trey Lance. I've got Lance, Taysom, Ravens quarterback. But if it was Lamar, I'd probably have Lamar, Lance, Hill. Okay. Jamie, would you start Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson? Taysom, Ravens quarterback. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm just concerned that Lamar's not healthy. I mean, he was at practice yesterday limping around. If he's not going to run to the same level, it could be a little dicey. Okay. Taysom Hill facing the Panthers this week, likely without Stephon Gilmore. Because, you know, he's going to throw all over them. Uh, Justin Fields was limited in practice. Drew Locke is expected to start. Sam Darnold is going to start. James Conner missed practice. He'll be a game-time decision, and you know what that means for Chase Edmonds. Antonio Gibson was limited with a hip issue now, but good that he was limited. Is With this talk about them playing multiple quarterbacks in the game, um, that makes me more nervous about Gibson. But it, is there a chance that Ron Rivera is going to uh, repay his debt? In this game, what 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 is that? Didn't the Eagles let Washington into the <laughs> uh, playoffs last year yeah. by benching all their players? Essentially, I mean, yeah. Well, I look. The Washington was winning the game when they pulled Jalen Hurts, but they also sat Miles Sanders that week. I think uh, that's an interesting theory. Uh, Bills uh, they activated Different coach though, so. They, yeah, they activated Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and offensive lineman John Feliciano. Dan Campbell thinks DeAndre Swift will play this week, and I think he practiced in full, so get ready for DeAndre Swift this week. Brandon Cooks is back. I think I already mentioned that one. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm sorry. Heath mentioned that both Washington quarterbacks are expected to play. Jamie already mentioned both Giants quarterbacks are expected to play, Fromm and Glennon. Uh, Barkley missed practice yesterday, but right now we expect him to play. Why play him? Why? <laughs> Again, this conversation because that's what they do. They're football players. That's what they huh? do. They're football players. They want to play. He's hurt. I don't think he's hurt to the point where it's going to get worse. He's just playing hurt. I mean, Joe Judge says he's playing through everything. Like he's he just why? Yeah, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll sit him. We were having this conversation yesterday as a Giants fan or a former Giants fan, whatever the hell you are now. Um, would you take a third round pick for Saquon Barkley? Hmm. Uh, no, I don't think so. Why? He's still capable of being really good. Okay, 
I don't think a bad team's going to trade for him. So what if it was like one of the last two picks or three picks of the second round? Yeah. That's basically basically a third round pick. Yeah, and the reason why is because you have to pay him soon. If he were still cheap, right. probably not, but you have to pay him. So I'd rather get the second round pick. We have this conversation. Like I, I said, if I'm the Dolphins, I offer a conditional third to the Giants. I, I just know as a Giants fan, I they haven't had a GM that's made a good third round pick in ages. So we're well, gonna have a new GM. Yeah, and he'll suck. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Howard was listed as not practicing. Darren Waller is on the reserve COVID list. Let's see. Let's fly through this here. Get to the important stuff. Elijah Moore. Waller's on the COVID list? Waller, yeah. Yeah, yeah I missed that one. Oh, there you go. See, we're all learning things. Uh, Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder, for that matter, 50-50 to play this week. If Elijah Moore plays, would you consider starting him against the Bucks? I'd be 50-50 to start him. If I'm desperate, then I would start him. If I'm not, then I would avoid him. Jared Goff has a knee injury. He He's questionable, we'll call him. CEH mispractice. Jimmy Garoppolo mispractice, but has not has not been ruled out. Joey Bosa's back for the Chargers. Uh, MVS is back. Tyler Conklin didn't practice. Trey Sermon should play this week. Do you think that matters at all? And at least Elijah Mitchell was limited against Wait, Houston. Trey Sermon's going to be on the active roster. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he doesn't matter. We don't. <laughs> Has he been the most disappointing rookie. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I'm thinking, like, fantasy-wise. fantasy, fantasy wise. <laughs> Yeah, considering where he was drafted in seventh, eighth round, eighth round, maybe. But Lawrence was, like, the 13th quarterback being drafted, wasn't he? Like, and that was me, too. I was saying, like, if you're not going to get one of the starting quarterbacks, go get Justin Fields or Trey Lance or, Tra- and, or, Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence. And I went in uh, a 14-team league with my two quarterbacks as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. How'd that go? I uh, lost in the semis last week because yeah. Taysom Hill didn't play. <laughs> yeah, I, it's really amazing how you can just recover from from draft picks that don't pan out. I mean, I, my I'm playing Heath in the finals in my McCaffrey AJ Brown league. You know, just just keep it in mind. Don't ever give up when you lose a star player. Well, this year in particular. Yeah, this year was Worked nuts. Out. And Colts are getting healthier. They, they some key players, including Quentin Nelson. Uh, back two offensive linemen off the COVID, COVID list. Uh, they think uh, they're going to get Rocky Sin back. I think they, if they didn't already, oh, he's uh, back. I think yeah, Rocky Sin is back. He's they think they're going to get Darius Leonard back. Um, good luck, Raiders. Good luck, Raiders. And honestly, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the game. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm really Josh glad. Jacobs. That, I mean, since you've got the week where you finally have to accept David Montgomery as a good number one running back, but you still get to. Um, Talk about maybe sitting Josh Jacobs. Well, I just don't think he's a number one. He's a number two. I think it's obvious to me that I I don't like inefficient running backs who get a lot of touches as much as a lot of other people like them. It just well he hasn't he hasn't been YPC really see for life. Well, it's a pretty important. And the last thing he was great. Yeah, he was. He had, he had a good game, and he only had one catch and didn't score, so it actually didn't end up being that great I, of a game. I just, like, especially, it's different. It's not like he's been Saquon Barkley or Miles Gaskin. Like, 3.9 yards per carry looks much worse than it is because it starts with a 3 and not a 4. 4.0 looks a lot more than a tenth of a yard better than 3.9. But he doesn't get that many carries either. In his last eight games, Josh Jacobs has 115 carries. So that's really 
Okay, you, mo- you multiply it by two, 230 carries over a 16-game season. That's not that much. And in his last eight games, in, even in full PPR, with the second-most catches among running backs behind only Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs is RB19 per game. I think I that is a clear case that he is overrated. Um, in his last five games, he has 86 carries. That's on pace for 275. That's pretty so good. It's are trending, not trending the right direction. It's good. All right, fine. But those eight games are the eight games without rugs. So uh, that's why it's not just a. I just think maybe the last five. Half of it. Yeah, Waller's right. Waller's missed four or five, depending on if you count the Cowboys game. He's on a 339 touch pace over the last five weeks. Touches are great, but when he doesn't score, he scores 13 fantasy points at most. That's terrible. That's there are 20 running like, backs averaging more than that in PPR. A good run, right? But that's a good running back. When he doesn't score, yeah. he scores 13 fantasy points. That's awesome. That's good. It's not awesome. It's good. He doesn't score that often. You know, so he, he, it's the truth. Look, I'm just saying, I, the numbers don't lie. He's number 19 per game in full PPR. In and this it, sample size. In eight games chosen. without Henry Ruggs. You know, and that's when his catches are up. That's why what I use it. The I don't know. He, you know, it's not really fair because he's left you know, before those eight games. He left two or three games early with injuries. So I wouldn't judge him on that. All right. One question for each game. Kansas City and Cincinnati. Does Joe Burrow come through again? Uh, he has a top 10 week. Man, I, I feel like he's either going to have a top three week or he's going to have a week outside of the top 15. I'll just give you the stat of the game. It's the first game we're looking at. Quarterbacks against the Chiefs have thrown 38 or more passes in five straight games and 34 or more passes in seven straight games. And when Burrow has thrown 34 passes, he has scored 22 or more points in five of seven games. I don't know if it's five weeks or six weeks, but I believe Justin Herbert is the only quarterback... Uh, last five weeks. He's the only quarterback in the last five weeks to score more than 13 fantasy points. He's the only quarterback in the last 10 to score more than 21. And they've allowed 12 touchdown passes in their last 10 games. So while they are giving up a ton of pass attempts, Heath, you're right. They're not really giving up a lot of fantasy points. And like all those pass attempts, nobody's thrown for 300 yards against them since week five. Ooh, that's a good one. That should have been stat of the game. All right, so yeah, low I mean, end, the only the only hard. other good quarterback that they faced in that stretch was Dak, and he, and he didn't have Cooper and Lamb got hurt. Right, he was miserable. But Derek Carr always bad against them. Roethlisberger, I mean, we know what that is. Uh, Jordan Love, yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. It's their defense has been so good. They've also had a much easier competition. I'm looking forward to this game. All right, uh, Ravens and Rams. Who is the second best wide receiver in this game behind Cooper Cup? Beckham. Marquise Brown. Brown's been so bad. He has. Heath, vote of confidence? Uh, um. Yeah i I don't know that I've had, I I don't know that I have a vote of confidence. Okay. Well, you're a little I think, lower I on think, Beckham. I think Brown, Beckham, and Van Jefferson all have top 12 upside on a week-to-week basis and all have, like, five-point floors. I mean, okay. Brown hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven. He's been under 55 receiving yards at six games in a row. He's got two games where his PPR numbers have been saved because he had an eight-catch game and a ten-catch game, and now he's facing this defense. 
Yeah, it is a pretty good defense. And also, I'll give you the stat of the game for this one. Um, eight games. Matthew Stafford has scored 25 or more fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues in eight games. Cooper Cup's been amazing in all of them. But a second wide receiver has caught a touchdown in all eight games. And a second wide receiver has scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points in six of eight games. So if you have Odell Beckham, you want to get excited about him. I think it's seems it seems like he's past Van Jefferson at this point. Uh, if if Stafford has that kind of game and he's facing arguably the worst secondary in football right now, there's a very good chance that either Jefferson or Beckham has a very solid game. I mean, Higby could score too. I, yeah, but he's included. I mean, even with Higby having some good games in those eight huge games for Stafford, like I said, a wide receiver has caught a touchdown, a second wide receiver, in seven of eight games and 14 or more PPR points in six of eight. Yeah, I hope they get Whitworth back. That's something to keep an eye on to come off the COVID list. Um, healthy offensive line, this team does not pressure the quarterback. That's typically been the the formula for success for Stafford, most quarterbacks, obviously. But when he has time, he's he's been amazing. He should have time. The only thing that concerns me about Stafford is the back-to-back road games, but I think he'll be okay. Uh, we got the Colts and the Raiders. Do you trust Hunter Renfro after two straight games with fewer than 50 yards and figuring to face one of the better slot cornerbacks in the NFL? Trust, yes. Counting on huge game, no. I, yeah, I think, like... He's got eight targets in his last two games, which could just be the other teams have figured out how to take Hunter Renfro away. Um, I think it's more likely it's that the Browns and Broncos scored a combined 27 points against them in those two games. And I think there's going to be a ton of pass attempts for Derek Carr playing from behind. So I would expect Renfro to get back to what he was. Maybe not the the three straight of 100 yards, but I'm starting him. Okay. Denver and the Chargers. (laughs) The only question I had for this one was starter sit the Denver running backs. We already did that. So is there another one here? Another? This is a pretty easy game, I think. I guess. Can you trust Justin Jackson as a flex with Eckler back? Yeah. Oh, what's the answer? Well, I mean, two games ago, he was great. He had almost 100 total yards in tandem with Eckler, who was coming back from the ankle injury. Um, I don't think Eckler was on the injury report. He did say in his podcast with Liz Loza of Yahoo that he wanted to take the week to get his ankle right because he knew he wasn't playing. So maybe the rest helped him. You have the concerns of players coming off the COVID list. Is he going to be back to his usual workload? And did Jackson do enough in his absence, in Eckler's absence, to earn a bigger role? I think all those answers are probably yes. So I don't think you have to necessarily fear Justin Jackson in a deeper league. I would prefer not to start him, but... um, you know, he's probably going to see as much work as he did in that game against the Chiefs as as, as this week, too. Agumba Wale or Justin Jackson? Man, uh, I probably would go with Agumba Wale just based on the guaranteed touches, but I feel probably more conf- confident with with, uh, with Justin Jackson. Okay, uh, how about Cleveland-Pittsburgh? Who is the better, best flex? Kareem Hunt, if he plays, Chase Claypool or Jarvis Landry? I'll go Landry. He had 100 yards, I think, against him in the first meeting. I'd probably no. go Hunt, but I don't want to use I any of them. I think he had that 100 yards against Baltimore. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what I was looking at, Baltimore. Yeah, he's only yeah. had he's really only had two good games as a receiver all year. Maybe three. Week one and then two games against Baltimore. Um. All right, sorry. So re, so yes, I'm we, sorry. He had he had 10 targets in that game. He has five, five for 65. Okay. So it's Hunt, Claypool, Landry. Who's the best flex? Sorry. 
I'll still say Landry. I don't know if Hunt's 100% if he plays. Heath? I'm sorry, what was your answer? I said Hunt. Hunt, okay. Uh, Miami, Tennessee. <clears throat> Just Waddle and A.J. Brown in this game? Yes. Uh, I think Foreman's a flex. Okay. Foreman or Agumba Wale? Foreman. Uh, Foreman in non-PPR. I'll take Agumba Wale in PPR. Uh, when I saw this yesterday, it was pretty staggering. Do you know what the Dolphins' run defense has been lately? Oh, I, I don't have the number that you're going to have, but yes, I know they've been... I think it's probably about eight games now they've been amazing. They have not allowed a running back to score a touchdown since week seven. And depending on how you classify Cordero Patterson, it's week six. Um, and that's yeah. taking on Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Carter twice. Now, Carter left the game, but still, they he did play a good portion of the game. Barkley in week 13 is the only running back with more than nine PPR points against Miami in the last seven games. Yeah. Uh, and also, no running back is more than 13 carries against the Dolphins in their last eight games, which is kind of strange. But yes, they've been. I would not trust Deontay Foreman. I said it a few weeks ago. They had three defensive tackles. Three, three interior linemen that were ranked in the top 15 against the run by PFF, and two of them were the top six. I haven't looked at updated recently, but... Christian, Christian Wilkins, Wilkins was in Alvin Kamara's head last week. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> having a big year. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, how about Atlanta-Buffalo? Who this is, is this, There is always the, uh, the get-in-the-way team that you don't want to see in the playoffs, and there are a few of them this season for the AFC because the Titans' defense is nasty. The Colts' defense is nasty. This is the team you do not want to see in the playoffs. The Dolphins? Yes. Oh, I don't agree. I think they're exactly what they were last year. They can the nice thing is you probably won't see them in the playoffs. They, no, if they win both their games, well, if they win both their games, they're in. Uh, and they've got the Titans and the Patriots, and those are winnable, but probably not going to win both. We'll see. I think I think the answer to that question comes after these two games. I just don't... This, this, this really, may be the best defense in the AFC right now. They're, uh, it's not, but it, it's, I don't, it's in the conversation. I don't know. There, I... I don't think they can beat a, a truly good team. I think the we'll Chiefs would crush them, you know. Uh, the Ravens, which would probably crush them if they have Jackson. Well, they crushed the Ravens with Jackson. Yes, they did. They played. It was the best game they played. Um, they came all over. They, wow. They were all over Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, they, uh, that was a great game on Thursday night at home. But I don't really, I just don't buy the Dolphins. As a, oh, as I, a I, I mean, it completely, it could be fluky. And also, but, I, I don't think that the I don't think the Titans and the Patriots are are good teams right now. Are, are special? They're fine. Uh, I would agree. Now, if Henry comes back, it's another story. But I would agree. Okay, uh, one more game. No, no, two more games. Real quick, Atlanta Buffalo. Who's the best running back in this game? Singletary. Um, Singletary. And Jacksonville, New England. If Ramondre Stevenson plays, rank the running backs. Harris, uh, Dare. Harris, Stevenson, Ogunbowale. Harris, Dare, Stevenson. Okay. Here we go. Kansas City's at Cincinnati. I gave you the stat about all the quarterbacks who have thrown all those passes against the Chiefs, and that's usually good for Burrow, but it hasn't really mattered against the Chiefs lately, so uh, we will see what happens there. Let's go to stat of the game number two. Joe Mixon. Does anybody care about this? He's averaging 3.26 yards per carry in his last four games. Uh, and then the catches... There's no, there are no rhyme or reason for when Joe, when Joe Mixon has a lot of catches. It's not score dependent. It's not pass attempt dependent. It's sometimes he has four to six, 
and sometimes he has zero to one and pretty much nothing in between. Uh, but I would imagine after what he did last week in their biggest game in God knows how long, if he's coming off the field, they're crazy. Still, it, it just doesn't seem to matter. He's got nine games with a combined seven catches and six games with four to six catches. A running back has four to seven catches in seven straight games against the Chiefs, though. So hopefully that continues. It doesn't matter. You're starting him. Uh, I mean, I want to talk a lot about this game, but I feel like, you know, it's a lot of starts, right? No, I don't want to waste too much time here. Heath? Yeah, who are you sitting is probably the better question. Yeah, who are you sitting? Heath, I'll give you the first word. Um, I, Tyler Boyd? Like, that's the closest I am to saying. I don't mind him as a flex, I guess. But CJ Uzama? I'm not going to start him. Um, I Derek Gore is a again kind of in that Tyler Boyd flex range, but the starters you're starting. All right, Mahomes is top three. Let's talk about Daryl Williams. In the five games that Clyde Edwards Dealer missed, he was RB four per game. He was about twelfth. Um, three really good games fantasy wise, and two duds. Yeah, and Derek Gore only had a big role in one of those games. So the last one. Uh, no, actually, it was the third one against the Giants. And uh, 11 Oh, you're right, I'm sorry. The last one was the Raiders game where Williams had all the catches. Yeah, and Gore had six carries in that game. Three of them came in. It was a 20-point game. But, yeah, do you think it's a bigger split, a more even split this time? No. I think it probably depends on what the Chiefs do offensively and how competitive the game is. Um, I think if the Chiefs have a lead and they're running the ball successfully in the second half, then it's probably more 50-50. Because I think, like, if you're handing the ball off, Derek Gore's at least as good as Daryl Williams and has more pop. Um, but if they're in a game where Mahomes is throwing 45 passes, then it's going to be almost all Daryl Williams. Okay. So let's talk about Daryl Williams versus Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Uh, if Leonard plays for the Colts, I'll probably still start Jacobs, but it'll be much closer. Okay. Uh, Daryl Williams versus Damian Harris, full PPR. Uh, Williams, now that Stevens yep. is back. Okay. So Williams is a start. Tyreek Hill, I know he's been very up and down. Last week he was not healthy. He was exhausted and, and used as a decoy, but you're going to start Tyreek Hill. Any interest in Byron Pringle? Not with Kelsey and Hill back, no. And Kelsey is a no-brainer, even though there seems to be a trend of players struggling, at least having more of a chance to struggle coming off the COVID list. I survived in two leagues without Kelsey, starting Ricky Seals-Jones and Cole Komet. I will happily put Travis Kelsey back in my life. Okay, yeah, we'll start. I, I think like, if you have Mark Andrews, then you could start him over Travis Kelsey. Maybe even George Kittle, too. How about Gronkowski? I'd go with Kelsey. Yeah. The only, the only tight end I would start over him is is Mark Andrews. All right, Joe Burrow is top 10. Joe Burrow or Trey Lance or Taysom Hill? <clears throat> Burrow. This is one where, like, I actually have Trey Lance and Taysom Hill projected ahead of Burrow, and I just move Burrow ahead in the rankings because I'm a coward. <laughs> um, but probably, like, Burrow's probably the right choice. If he's, you-, you know, he's had some, and this happened to him last year too, I think he had like four or five 300-yard games where he was under 20 fantasy points. He's got 300 or more yards in three of his last four games. So, 
you know, it, it's it's hard to imagine him not throwing a lot in this game. I I think the spread is an insult. Five point dogs at home. I would take the Bengals. How about you guys? I, I'm gonna take the Bengals. Yeah. I think like it's um I think it opened at four and forty seven and a half. And so money is just pouring in on the over. That's up to fifty now. And uh and the Chiefs. So Okay. I guess not really that surprising. I usually make a team like the Bengals prove it in this situation first, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's just it, you know, it it it's funny, like the Chiefs have been amazing and I hate saying like, you know, who have they played, <laughs> but it's like you look at some of the teams that they played and where they played them. Yeah. It just makes you wonder like how how fixed are they? That's the, that is the thing where they've played them because the last time they went on the road was at the Chargers, they won an overtime game. But they were missing right. guys. So it, it's like again, you know, you can't yeah, say they okay, they played guys. this without yeah. this and this without that, you know, so take that into account. How how confident are you guys in Jamar Chase in this game? Uh because I think it's so hard to sit T. Higgins. He's been 114 or more yards in four of his last five games. He looks like he's the number one receiver there. But Chase coming off a great game against Baltimore, but he's obviously been pretty up and down. And the Chiefs against outside wide receivers have been very, very good. So how confident are you in Jamar Chase? Must-start guy, and you take your lumps. Yeah. It's like I'd put him right in that Tyler Lockett range in that I'm not sitting him. He might have 200 yards. He might have 40. You drafted him. Live with it. Would you start Daryl Williams or Jamar Chase? Uh, Chase. Yeah, Chase. Okay. And, yes, so Uzama, no interest here. Chiefs have allowed 57 or more yards to seven tight ends. Let's see. It's more than uh, that. Whatever. Uzama, starter sit. 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 Okay. Uh, Rams and Ravens. The stat of the game was about whenever Stafford has a big game, so do two wide receivers pretty much every time. Uh, so, Heath, I, I do think, unless the rankings have changed, I do think you're the low guy on Beckham and mostly Beckham. Everybody's kind of like number three receiver for Van Jefferson. But, for example, Jamie has Beckham 17th. You have him 27th in non-PPR. And in full PPR, Jamie has Beckham 17th, and you have him 28th. So a little bit lower on him. You have him more as a number three. Yeah, I don't really like that, but I think it's just like you look at what he's done since he got to the Rams, and if he scores a touchdown, he's good. But the yardage totals, even if you forget that first game where he had 18 yards, and you probably should, the last four weeks, 37, 7, 77, 28, like he's got to score a touchdown. Why does Heath go in reverse order when he gives the game locks? It just really throws me off. You go from most recent to to least recent well i think the most recent like the first you say it is last four games then you go week 16 15 14 13 that's just no everybody's so confused now i don't think they care what order the games came in because the sequencing is not that important you're right it's 37 or fewer yards in three of his last four games it's pretty hard to overlook that i suppose uh but jamie you're playing the matchups i'm playing the matchups i don't want to see something here just based on what their run game has done. So they couldn't run against the Packers, and Beckham in that game had 10 targets, 5 for 81, and a touchdown. Uh, They couldn't run to the same level against the Cardinals in Week 14, 
And Beckham had seven targets, six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Every other game, Sony Michelle's had big games against the Jaguars, against the Seahawks, and against the Vikings. If Sony Michelle does not have a huge game, which I don't know if he's going to have a huge game against Baltimore, the run defense has certainly been the most consistent thing of that defense by far, then probably going to see more pass attempts for Stafford and more production for Beckham. Yeah, I mean, they didn't run that poorly against the Cardinals. It wasn't great, but 20 carries for 79 yards for Michelle. And then uh, that that brings me to my Sony Michelle question. Van Jefferson, by the way, number three wide receiver. But uh, this is obviously a great run defense here. So you, well, Jamie, you're ranking Michelle pretty high, pretty aggressively and Beckham, right? So you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, when I say that, they and, and you're right, didn't run well. You tell me any running back in an offense like this is getting north of 18 carries, I'm going to rank him probably somewhere around 15. So Sony Michelle didn't score in those games. Well, the Packers game, he wasn't the main guy. That was still Daryl Hunter. So it's really just looking at what he did against the Cardinals. And so, like you said, not a bad game, but he wasn't involved in the passing game at all that week. And so, you know, you got to hope that he has some level of, of production there. Plus now, look, we we're, this is the first game we're going to see uh, – do they trust the second guy at all? Do they trust Jake Funk? Do they trust Cam Akers? I have no idea. Well, yeah, Henderson only had one carry. I know he left with an injury, but still, he was. it was one carry. I'm guessing Michelle probably had 13 or 14 at the time, just a guess, but he had a lot of work. So he's taken over. It is a really tough matchup. We know the Ravens have a great run defense. That's why we were a little hesitant with A.J. Dillon a couple weeks ago and... I don't remember who they played last week for some reason. Well, the Bengals, and Joe Mixon was great, but he did a lot of work in the passing game. Oh, of course. Right, it was the Bengals. Um, yeah, it's not like he ran all over them. So, uh, Michelle or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Um, David Montgomery is my number three running back this week. Okay. So. Michelle or or Daryl Williams? Uh, Williams and PPR, Michelle and none. I'll go Sony. Ronald Jones or Sony Michelle? Rojo. Okay. By the way, Darius Leonard off the COVID list. So is Zach Pascal and safety Curry, Curry Willis for the Welcome Colts. back. Welcome back. Now, we talked about the Rams wide receivers. Yeah. Tyler Higby is he's in the discussion here. Uh, they He's outside the top 12, but just barely. Uh, he'll be in my top 12 when I adjust my rankings. Yeah, I think I've got him uh, 11th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. In PPR, you do. I think you have him 13th in non-PPR. Yep. Baltimore struggles. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points to tight end. So who are you starting him over? Gusecki. Um, Hunter Henry. Tell me about the Baltimore quarterbacks and your interest level, Heath. Um, Josh Johnson or Tyler Huntley would be a high-end number two quarterback. Um, second favorite streamer behind Trey Lance. Lamar Jackson would be a low-end number one quarterback. The guys that I think that I currently have Johnson or Huntley behind that I would rank Lamar over are Cousins and Wilson and probably Taysom Hill and Trey Lance. Okay. And Jamie, you'd probably be lower, you said, on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson will be a top 15 quarterback. Um, I would start Taysom Hill over him. I would start Lamar over Trey Lance. I said that incorrectly before. That's the way I would do it now. No, I don't think you did. Uh, Baltimore running backs? Nope. Avoid? 
Uh, yes, the void. I mean, I don't know what happened to Devontae Freeman the last two weeks. It just doesn't make any sense that Latavius Murray has done more. Um, not so much last week, but the week before. Uh, you got lucky if you started Freeman last week because he found the end zone. But back-to-back weeks with six carries, it just maybe it's just Lamar Jackson. He just needs Jackson back. I want to avoid Devontae Freeman, but I would still probably start him over Deontay Foreman, Dario Gumbawale, or Rex Burkhead. Why? I'm Burkhead, Burkhead, yes. But he's got, he's got what, eight touches or something in two straight games? And this run defense, the Rams run defense, the way it's playing, I mean, there's some candidates here, Dolphins, Ravens, Rams. This might be, Niners, might be the best run defense in football right now. Even the Saints. I mean, uh, the Rams might be, they're playing that well. In their last seven games, eight games, 3.2 yards per carry to running backs. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Let's go with Dare. Come on, Heath. Dare over Freeman. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah, I would. I would start as bad as a Gumbawale could potentially be. I'd start him over Devontae Freeman. All right, Marquise Brown. So I know Heath likes him over Beckham. I know Jamie likes Beckham over Marquise Brown. Jamie, would you start Van Jefferson over Marquise Brown? In non PPR, yes. In PPR, no. I mean, you always have the potential of the the two games that we've seen from Marquise Brown with an eight catch game and a ten catch game. Uh, um. Jefferson obviously has to score, so there's more there's more boomer bust potential for him. Uh, it's just it's just ridiculous what's gone on with Marquise Brown and just how they're using him. Yeah. I think, but a lot of that because I I was reading something today about Mark Andrews about how he's actually been better on short throws um, with the backup quarterbacks than he had, was with Lamar Jackson. Um, but they just aren't throwing the ball down the field at all with these backup quarterbacks, and so everything Marquise Brown sees is within five yards of the line of scrimmage. I don't think that's just with the backups. This has been going on for weeks now. This was with Lamar Jackson. Well, it's been almost a month since Lamar Jackson played, right? Mm, no, not quite. But it, Two Tyler Huntley starts and one Josh Johnson? Technically, I think it was one Tyler Huntley start in one game where he came in after like 10 passes. The Browns. The, okay. But the yes, second Browns game. essentially, yes. So it was the three games before that as well. It was the last six games his ADOT has been... A, Mostly very, very low. I think it, it might be, you know, I don't, I don't know this to be factually correct, but if teams were doing what the Dolphins have been doing to, to whatever extent. Blitzing. Because it started with the Dolphins game. That, yeah. I, Just can't it, protect Lamar so, or anybody who's playing quarterback. Well, the good news for, for uh, Marquise Brown, his last six games is when he's been struggling. Okay, it's no more than 55 yards, no touchdowns. He has seven red zone targets. Uh, he has two of them inside the five yard line. He hasn't caught a touchdown. Maybe that's a little bit unlucky, but uh, well, yeah. So I, and that's the thing. Like I will the the yardage thing worries me a little bit, and the A dot thing worries me. Um, I don't the touchdown thing. I really don't care that he hasn't scored set in the last seven weeks because if we'd done that same analysis after week seven, we'd have said he's going to score every week because he scored seven touchdowns in seven games. But don't and you he didn't think score anymore. isn't he more likely to score if he's farther down was field? He, I think probably, but if he's getting all those targets in the red zone, like is he less likely to score this week than he was week nine? Uh, week nine, I don't. Is that a because he had seven game? touchdowns in his first seven oh. games, and then he never scored again? Well, I'm saying he didn't score in week nine either. Right, that's if, what I'm saying. Well, if he's running, you know, seven yard routes, I said he has five red zone. He has seven red zone targets in his last six games. Five of them were originated from the 17 to the 20 yard line. So he's not going to score on those unless he's breaking tackles, right? You know, so it's just, I don't know. It's harder to score when you're just Jarvis Landry, basically. That's true. But, yeah, all right. 
Uh, so I'll give you some names. Marquise Brown or KJ Osborne. Osborne. Um, that's really close for me, but I'll go Brown. Ayuk. Brown. Um, Brown. All right. I do not like Ayuk at all. Start Mark Andrews. And the Rams DST is not a slam dunk start, but they're top 10. All right, Las Vegas at the Colts. And by the way, it's, this is interesting, but the uh, the DST has actually been, or the Ravens have been much better against DSTs or giving up fewer points without Lamar Jackson. He's taking a lot of sacks. The other guys haven't the last two weeks, but could just be fluky. Vegas at the Colts. Stat of the game. Since allowing 38 fantasy points to Jets quarterbacks in week nine, the Colts have allowed only six touchdown passes to seven interceptions in their last six games. And that is facing some duds, but also Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray. Their pass defense used to be a real liability, and it just is not anymore. So, um, Jamie, break down the Raiders real quick. Vegas at the Colts. You're starting Josh Jacobs. You're starting Hunter Renfro, uh, again, based on what they have done and hopefully what what they will continue to do based on their you know, big upside, but it's on their upside. Um, Zay Jones is in the number three receiver conversation. He's uh, seen seven or more targets in three straight games. He has 11 and 12 PPR points, or based on how you like to do it, 12 and 11 PPR points in his last two games. Um, so, you know, hopefully that still continues. He has not scored a touchdown <laughs> since week one, so take that into account uh, with Zay Jones. But um, there's, there is, there is some... Some potential there if you need a number three receiver in PPR. I would not start him in non-PPR. And I wouldn't um I was like assuming Waller doesn't play. I think I think Foster Moreau's a, a fine low, low, low end starting number one wide tight end. Yes. He has uh he has turned things around the last two weeks. He has, and and as the Colts have turned their pass defense around, they've done it against wide receivers, and they have been bad against tight ends. They've allowed 67 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in seven of their last eight games. So that's kind of the trends that we're seeing now. It's a pretty staggering number. Um, Seven tight ends have scored at least 11 PPR points in the last eight games. Yeah, Moreau or Higby? Moreau. Moreau. Marquise Brown or Hunter Renfro? Renfro. Renfro. Jamar Chase or Hunter Renfro? Um, Chase in non-Renfro and PPR. In a half PPR league, do you consider Josh Jacobs to be a must-start? Yes. Yeah, also yeah, in non-PPR okay. league. In non-PPR, okay. Uh, then over to the Colts. Starter sit Carson Wentz if he plays. You know what? Screw that. It's it, It's Pittman, right? I mean, what? right? It's Pittman. Because you're yeah. starting Taylor. You don't want to start Wentz. Um, Pittman, start or sit, Heath? Uh, start him as long as Wentz is back. Uh, yeah, I'd start him. Pretty good game at it Arizona. Be surprising if he's the best receiver in this game. Yeah, six straight games without a touchdown. I think you, the concerns with him is always just it's Jonathan Taylor going to have twenty five or more carries, and that leaves maybe six targets for him, something like that. You know, look at his last six games. He has three games with four or five targets. I think that's yeah. I, I'm games. starting Renfro over him, but I, again, it wouldn't shock me if if Pittman is better. 
And there's also this thing where the, the Raiders have allowed the third fewest points to wide receivers. And I'm having trouble keeping track of who's in and who's out in their secondary. I know they lost starting safety a couple weeks ago, but... Yeah, Jonathan Abrams definitely out. Yeah, uh, they put someone on the COVID list. I don't... Uh, one of their starting cornerbacks. Hobbs, I think, is back. Their slot corner. But I can't... I, it's tough to keep track of it all. And uh, you guys did not rank Moali Cox, did you? Uh, I think he's 25th for me. Yeah, me too. Okay. It is a good matchup, and he's fairly efficient. If you heard Jacob Gibbs talk about him actually on the Monday show, he's actually a very efficient tight end, but, you know, it is kind of a dart throw. Colts DST or Rams DST? Would you take a more efficient Molly Cox or a less efficient Josh Jacobs? (laughs) A less efficient Josh Jacobs. This is actually a pretty good run defense, too. You know, it's not an easy matchup. The Colts are great, again, now that they're healthy, too. Uh, Yeah, so, sorry, Colts DST or Rams DST? Colts. Uh, Colts. We didn't take our commercial break yet, did we? No. Let's do that. I think we have five games left. We'll be right back. We'll talk Denver and the Chargers after this quick break on fantasy football today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Denver and the Chargers. The Denver defense is ridiculous. Could we? Are they the best defense in football? Like tied for tied is a seventeen way tie. Best I, best I've heard. <laughs> in their last nine games, only two teams have scored more than seventeen points. That was the Eagles who scored thirty and the Chiefs who scored twenty two. So they're tied with the Chiefs. Um, they're tied with the Dolphins. They're tied with the Patriots and the Bills, of course, the Rams. Um, who else am I missing? The Colts. No, um, I can't. Oh, maybe the Dolphins. Bucks. The I don't know about the Bucks. Um, Cowboys. Cowboys for sure. Yeah, they're the number one defense in in uh, fantasy. Are they, where are they in your rankings now, Heath? Uh, I have no idea. You tell me. Fifteenth, I think. Fifteenth. That is. Like, what if what if the number one quarterback in fantasy had a tough matchup? Would you rank him fifteenth? No, because I think quarterback scoring has a lot more to do with the quarterback. It's true. Okay. Well, defense and, scoring has a lot to do with the quarterback, too. Well, that's his point. Yeah, that's because they're facing Kyler. Uh, but he, defense scoring doesn't have anything to do with the defense. Well, no, I'm not saying it doesn't have anything to do with but And also, like, you know, like they've scored like 13 defensive touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think that's very predictive. I think the argument against the Cowboys DST is is the Patriots DST the last two weeks. They were, they may have been number one and then they come back and face the bills and what else? Colts Colts. And they weren't good. 
Okay, anyway, let's go to this game. How do you feel about Justin Herbert in this game? He did score 23 points the first time he faced them, but it was ugly. And I, we remember, I remember saying it on the Sunday night show. I was like, whew, man, he got lucky. Uh, how do you feel about Herbert this week, Jamie? I'm still starting him, but I don't love it. Burrow or Herbert? Burrow. I've got Herbert higher. I don't feel great about either side of that, but I'm going to go with Herbert. Jalen Hurts or Herbert? Oh, Hurts. Herbert. Okay. So Eckler and Keenan Allen are must-starts? Yes. Yep. Okay, yeah, the Broncos against wide receivers, they're fantastic, but actually not so great against slot receivers, so... It's not a terrible matchup for him. And I, I'm only asking that. I've seen some questions. Oh, do I start Keenan Allen or Antonio Brown? You know, it's people are loaded. Some fantasy managers are loaded at wide receiver and might be seeing the matchup and being a little hesitant. Um, but yeah, we like Keenan Allen quite a bit. What's the, other than the Broncos running backs? We'll, come, we'll finish with that. We should talk about it a little bit more. But how about Noah Fant? Nope. Well, no, can't. Thank you. they gave up the most point fantasy care. points. So did the Raiders. Yeah. But, you know, okay, so I think you're going into this game saying Drew Locke is a big downgrade, right? Do you feel that uh, way? Yes. Because <laughs> I felt um, that way too, but Heath, how do you feel about that? I just, yes, I think Drew, Drew Locke is a downgrade, and they did not have any room. Like, it's not like they were good before Drew Locke. Any type of downgrade from not startable is more not startable. Well, just looking at the offense as a whole, my feelings going into this week were this is a downgrade. He was horrible. They The offense was a joke last week. But if you just look at 2020 versus 2021, they're basically the same team offensively, yards per game, points per game. And that was with Locke playing 13 games last year and Bridgewater starting almost all this year. So, I mean, last week, yeah, it was really bad, but they weren't any worse last year than they are than they are this year. In fact, they were slightly better. Does that well, matter at all? They've added Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams this year. Yeah, and they and they haven't outscored last year. They had oh. a worse offense last year, and they scored more points, barely per game. You know what I mean? I don't know that he's as much of a downgrade. Are you saying Pat Shermer's a bad coordinator? (laughs) I'm saying I don't know that he's as much of a downgrade as it appeared last week. I mean, it's a downgrade. Yeah. Okay. They they did not have a game this season with fewer than 220 offensive yards until they played the Raiders and put up 158. I think it's also a downgrade in terms of catch potential for Javante Williams. That's just not really what Drew Locke does. Yes. Javante Williams is not as good with Drew Locke, most likely, as he is with Teddy Bridgewater. This run defense is better with Justin Jones. Uh, it makes you want to do things. Um, and <laughs> oh, man. You were supposed uh, to leave at 930, by the way, JB. Can we do that? Get out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving. I was waiting until this game was done. All right, we'll so do this. Yeah, this game's pretty much Broncos done. Was making me cringe. Um, in any event, got to go by. All right, so we'll just finish here. This is a fairly easy game. But uh, Javante, we'll, we'll do some Javante Williams ors. Javante Williams or DK Metcalf, Heath? Javante. 
Javante Williams or Tyler Lockett? Um, I think I'd go Lockett. Javante Williams or, or Saquon Barkley? This was well, the one. Tough, huh? could, this was the one that we could have had the uh, the argument over. Definitely Javante and non PPR, but I will go Barkley and full PPR. All right, so he's a low end starter, and I think that's it. Oh, do you know who the only tight end to catch a touchdown against the Broncos is? Uh, I do not. It's Jared Cook, of course. Hmm. <laughs> I think he had twenty five yards he's or been something. Been doing things that don't make any sense since twenty fifteen. <laughs> Starter sit. Ah, uh, sit. Okay. Cook or Fant? Cook. All right. Sit the DSTs. Cleveland is at Pittsburgh. Here's your kind of weak stat of the game. In the last five games, only two wide receivers against um, the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I had to see which team this was for. Only two wide receivers uh, facing the Browns in the last five games had more than 67 yards. That was Rashad Bateman and Devontae Adams. Only three receivers in the last five games caught a touchdown. That was Edwards, Adams, and Lazard. Uh, they have faced Renfro, Amonra St. Brown, Adams, and Baltimore twice. I don't know. You're starting Deontay Johnson. <laughs> Start us at Chase Claypool. No. All right. What's a, what's a tough call in this game, Cleveland and Pittsburgh? Um, not much. Like I said, I think you have to start Deontay. You have to start Najee. You have to start Chubb. I don't want to start Hunt really, but I do prefer Hunt over Claypool and Landry. Um, I don't, I don't see a tough call in this game. Is Najee Harris a tough call? Because he's been pretty up and down lately. There's just so much volume that, it's really hard to say. Like I, I could see a situation where maybe you drafted Najee Harris, David Montgomery, and Chase Edmonds, and James Conner doesn't come back, and you sit Harris for those two. Sure. Okay. Um, so I would sit Harris for in in non PPR for Ronald Jones, but um, not in full PPR. Not in full PPR. All right. Okay. Jarvis Landry or a number two Bills wide receiver? I don't know that I have. I'd go Beasley over Landry. <laughs> okay. Jar Why am I doing Jarvis Landry stuff here? I don't know. He's wide receiver 44 for me, so I would like to not start him. Okay. <laughs> Chase Claypool or Van Jefferson? Um, I have Chase Claypool behind Jarvis Landry but I would start Van Jefferson over both of them. Oh, wow. Okay. So Ben Roethlisberger. Well, how about him? How do you like Roethlisberger this week? I would prefer to start whoever starts for the Ravens, Derek Carr and Mac Jones. I feel like this is a, not a deep week at quarterback. This is though, like it's prime time, right? And apparently he's asking Monday all night. of his old teammates yeah. to come to the game because it's his last game at home. So if you want to buy into narratives, that that could be a, a narrative, although he may just go out in a very sad, sad way also. Um, yeah, I don't want – I don't know. Like I've got Russell Wilson 14th, I think, and it might be 15th if Lamar's back. So I think it is kind of a deep week at quarterback. Can I tell you a quick story about a narrative? Yes. It was uh, 2007. November 10th, 2007 was the last game at the Orange Bowl. 
the storied Orange Bowl, home of the Miami Hurricanes, and and so many memorable college football moments and NFL moments for that matter. Uh, Jets beating the uh, Colts in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl three, and um, man, we were fired up for that game. Sold out crowd, night game. There was like a laser light. I didn't go to the game. I was living in New York. Miami lost 48 to nothing in the last mm. game of the Orange Bowl. So <laughs> don't buy too much into narratives. That's always think of that. Kind of uh, set the tone for for the program moving forward, right? A little bit. I mean, they're not as bad as you think they are. But yes, a little bit. They were already in, in a pretty bad mode at that point. Uh, all right, start Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. Oh, Pat Fryermuth. What if he plays? He might play. Yeah, um, we don't have any of our Pat Fryermuth analysts on the podcast I know, what a right shame. now. <laughs> so I would start, um, I'd still start Foster Moreau and Tyler Higby over him. What about Jared Cook and Noah Fant? I would start Fryermuth over those guys. Okay. Okay, yeah, he's got four, three or four targets in his last four games. But you know what it is with Fryermuth. He needs a touchdown. Miami at Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> So I, I think I can do it. Like I don't want to start the quarterbacks. I don't want to start the running backs. I will start Waddle and AJ Brown, and Gesicki's a low end borderline number one. Do you like or love Waddle and AJ Brown this week? I like them a lot. They are, I think, both high end number two wide receivers for me. Borderline number one wide receivers. I prefer AJ Brown and non PPR and half PPR. I prefer Waddle and full PPR. Um, but they're both top fifteen in PPR and top twenty in non. The Titans do give up the second most points to wide receivers. They have been better lately, and Waddle is just—I don't even know if if that matters the way they use him, you know, they just want to give him the ball and they are very creative. You watch that saints game. You saw him all over the field. Uh, yeah. So AJ Brown, you have, you don't have him in the top 10, do you? No, I've got him 12th, no fifth, 14th and 13th, I think in the two formats. Okay. Cause you're definitely the low guy. Cause Jamie and Dave have him top seven. So what is your hesitation? coming off that monster game yeah i don't think that it's necessarily hesitation to have a wide receiver ranked 14th or 13th i reject the premise of your question all right that's fine (laughs) like the the reason he isn't ranked higher is just because the titans offense is really not been very good and that concerning we also don't know if julio jones or nick westbrook are going to play in this game they were on the reserve covid list and the Dolphins have two good cornerbacks, and you know they've held Stefan Diggs to a bad game. Uh, Diggs, he had, Diggs had sixty yards and forty yards in two games. He did catch a touchdown both games. Michael Pittman had fifty nine yards. Calvin Ridley twenty six yards. Brandon Cooks fifty six yards. Marquise Brown thirty seven yards. So, th- you know this is a tougher matchup than what Waddle's looking at. It appears. And then for Gasicki, we've talked about a lot of tight ends like Foster Moreau and uh, who was the other one that you had Everett. Would you start Gasicki over them? I would. You would? Okay. Uh, Gasicki or Pitts? Pitts. Gasicki's been kind of trash lately, hasn't he? He's not been particularly good, but he is a tight end. Okay, they're, they're pretty solid. They give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I guess we're out on Devontae Parker. What a weird, no targets last week, so weird. Uh, it was He did have a target. It, the play was erased by penalty. Yeah. 
Um, I know that because I needed 10.1 points from him to advance in a league, and I was grasping for any straw I could get. But you, yeah, you can't start a guy a week after he doesn't see a target. Yeah. Okay, and then for Deontay Foreman, I was troubled by the workload. It just It just feels like if he's not doing well, and he might struggle in this game. They feel confident in McNichols and Hilliard. And yeah, he's not a top 24 him. running back. He's not somebody you should want to start. Um, but I would still start him over um, Dario Gumbawale or Rex Burkhead. Which, I mean, maybe Jamie should answer this, but which DST do you prefer? <laughs> um, yeah, I think Jamie should answer this. Jamie, which DST, DST do you prefer? I'll tell you. Jamie uh, has... I like the Dolphins better than the Titans. Okay. And so do Jamie and Dave. I how that worked out. These guys are all... All three analysts have both DSTs in the top 13. The Dolphins are top eight. After that game last week, you know, it's tough, tough to get away, but obviously it's a much different circumstance. Right. Let's go to Atlanta at Buffalo. Sit Matt Ryan, seven straight games with 15 or fewer points, only four touchdown passes in those seven games. Uh, we did have some good debates about these this game yesterday on the Wednesday show, right? So it's Cordero Patterson and Russell Gage. And who would you start in a flex, Patterson or Gage? Um, Patterson and non-Gage and PPR. And what we talked about was the Bills have been bad against the run in four straight games, but Patterson is coming off... The last two games, 18 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown at San Francisco and home against Detroit. Yeah, I would still start Patterson over like Deontay Foreman and Dore and Burkhead. But uh, he's Javante. outside of What's that? Javante. Javante Freeman? Javante. No, no, I'd definitely start Javante. I'd start Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, Javante, all those guys, Tony Pollard, all those guys over him. And what did we come to the conclusion on with Russell Gage? I mean, I think... This is a setup where they could be losing and throwing a lot, which has been good for mm-hmm. him lately. But it looks like a tough matchup. They allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. However, we don't really have a, a long sample size of the Bills against good teams without Tredavious White. The one good offense they faced, the Bucks threw all over them. I would start Gage over Darnell Mooney and K.J. Osborne and Odell Beckham in PPR. I would start... Uh, Marquise Brown and Brandon Cooks and Tyler Lockett over Gage. So he's in that borderline number two, high-end number three range. All right, Kyle Pitts. Three straight games with 61 or more yards. Still only one touchdown. He's coming off a 100-yard game, but that was against a cake matchup. This is different. The Bills allow the third-fewest fantasy points to tight ends. And all right, here we go. I'm going to give you this list. Tell me if this matters to you. Kyle Pitts has five to seven targets in nine straight games. So I'm going to give him five to seven targets. Mm-hmm. Here are the tight ends who have five to seven targets against the Bills. Mike Kosicki, three catches for 41 yards. Dan Arnold, four catches for 60 yards. Jack Doyle, three for 30. Hunter Henry, one for nine. So that is four tight ends who have had five to seven targets against the Bills. Dan Arnold had 60 yards. The other three had 41 or fewer. None of them scored. Does that matter? I think, so it was Arnold, Gasicki, Doyle, and Hunter Henry. So he's better than all those guys. Um, I I think that's like that 6 to 10 range is probably what your expectation should be for Pitts if he doesn't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's a starting tight end. Dallas Goddard or Kyle Pitts? I would go Goddard over Pitts. Let me see who you have Pitts ahead of. 
Um, Ertz, Gasicki, Knox. Ooh, Ertz is interesting. He's getting a ton of targets lately since the Hopkins injury. He has had a lot of targets in the last couple of games. I'm not... Again, it's a it's a couple of games, and maybe I should weight that a little bit more heavily, but I All don't. Right. All right. He I needs mean, a lot of targets to score a lot of points because he's not going down the field very much. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen is number one for everybody. Devin Singletary is interesting. I mean, I... I wanted to make the case for him. We had a question on on our Monday show with Jacob and Chris, who's a surprising league winner. And I was going to say Devin Singletary, but then I just look at the way he has gone about it lately and it just doesn't seem dependable. It doesn't see it seems like he could easily have a 45 total yard game, you know. Yeah, you liked him more when he was getting 10 carries but averaging 5 yards per carry. Oh. Now he's getting way too many carries and his yards per carry is falling below 4. No, so. it's not that. It's that it, it, you know, the catches are up and down. Zach Moss played last week and and got some work near the goal line. Whereas if it were just Brita and Singletary, I don't think Brita would would be anywhere near the goal line unless it were third down. You know, so his chances of scoring with Moss playing are are less than if Moss were out. Um, and the Falcons, if you're crapping on their run defense, it's not that bad of a run defense. They're really bad against running backs in the passing game. I don't know. It's just he's well. You don't have him ranked like he's a slam dunk. So I think you agree with me. No, he's a good. He's a he's a number two running back. I think I'm now the low guy on him, which is a weird feeling. Um, <laughs> but he was really good for two weeks, so that makes sense. Oh uh, please! <laughs> I, no, I it's think, just, that, yeah. Go ahead. That that's not a slam on anybody. It's just like the last two weeks impact everybody else's rankings more than mine. And that's probably true. Okay, so. Singletary, or you said you start him over Barkley, right? Um, I know I'd start Barkley in PPR, Singletary, and none. Okay. Singletary or C.D. Lamb? Lamb. Amari Cooper? Cooper in PPR, Singletary, and none. Michael Gallup? Singletary. Finally. <laughs> Singletary or D.K. Metcalf? Singletary. Let's talk about Buffalo's wide receivers here. I, man, with everybody back, I really th- would prefer to only start digs because there's some uncertainty about how targets will be distributed. There's uncertainty about how many passes Josh Allen will throw. I've got Beasley ranked the highest, um, but I he's not in my top 30. He's a low-end number three. And I really I, – I have no idea between um, Gabriel Davis and Emmanuel Sanders who's even going to play the most snaps out wide. Stefan Diggs, in his last six games, here is his 16-game pace. It's pretty alarming. 88 catches, 912 yards, but 13 touchdowns on 147 targets. That's his 16-game pace over his last six games. He's averaging 10.4 yards per catch, 6.2 yards per target, and catching 60% of his targets. Those are very low rates for Stefan Diggs. I know we're starting him, but... That's over his last six? Yeah. It's a lot better over his last seven. <laughs> Why would I care about that? No, well, it's just, I'm just uh, it's a get. Hopefully, maybe a get right game against uh, against the Falcons who suck against wide receivers. And Dawson Knox, uh, how do you feel about Knox compared to Pitts? Let's say. Um, I I've got Pitts higher right now, but they're in the same range. I, I like Knox. I, I worry. It's kind of a similar situation, though, with what I said about the rest of the wide receivers. Everyone's healthy, and presumably now. And so I, 
I, there's a risk that he just has a real three or four target game. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. He's had three, three to five targets in three of his last five games. Would you start Gasicki or Knox? Knox. Would you start Knox? Get those rankings up. Or Ertz. I'm pretty much starting Knox over all of the guys that have not been starters, but I'm starting most of the guys who have been starters over Knox. All right, so then what about Ertz? Because he's been both. I'd start Ertz. Ertz, all right. And the Bills DST is top six. Start them. Last game, Jacksonville at New England. Hmm. Well, you know, it could be, if he's the only guy getting touches or getting 90% of the touches, it could be a 17-touch game for Dari Gumbawale. I'm not yeah, quite sure ought, why... That, why, that uh, ought to get him 50 to 70 yards. <laughs> well, the, the, this is a really vulnerable run defense. They just haven't been good. I just don't know how many times Jacksonville's going to run the ball in a game. They have an implied point total. I know you th- maybe think that I lean on this a little too much, but 13. <laughs> I, I can't recall a team ever having a total that low. No, I, you said that last year. I'm pretty sure it was the Kendall Hinton game. May, may that make sense. I think it was lower than 13. I, I would believe that. Um, it's a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. And I just think that you don't want to have any part of this offense. I, there's only one guy ranked as a starter in the whole game. And that's Damian Harris, and he's not a must-start now that Stevenson's back. Yeah, so then let's talk a little more about Damian Harris here. So, in the last three games, he's played with Stevenson. Now, one of them he did leave with an injury, but I believe he's had 10 to 11 carries. Yeah, 10, 11, and 10 carries. Mm-hmm. Stevenson had 12, 9, and 24 carries, but the 24 is when Harris left with the injury. And I don't have the splits. I know Harris started the game... Uh, again, that was the Buffalo game with the crappy weather. I don't know what the splits were before the injury. But if you look at the previous two games, they had basically the same amount of, exactly the same amount of carries. And it was 21 in two games for both of them. So, all right, give me your thought process here of what you expect from Damian Harris. Uh, my thought is that maybe Stevenson gets a little bit less than half of the work because of his absence. And so I have Harris projected for 14 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. That's a mid-range number two running back in non-PPR. That's a low-end number two in full PPR. Um, I've got him ahead of Singletary and Cordero and Michael Carter. I've actually got him one spot ahead of Javante Williams in full PPR. I might switch that, but he's a much easier guy to start when catches don't count. I think... It would be it would be almost cruel. They're, are they 15-point favorites? What's the spread now? Yes. It would be almost cruel if he did not score a touchdown in this game because Damian Harris has scored a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of his last nine games. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he's got a good chance, you know? Let's face it. It's it should be a very good game script for him. And he scored three last week. All right, that pretty much does it. Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, nothing. Oh, Hunter uh, Myers over Bourne, both over any Jacksonville wide receiver. Myers is a, a number three, a decent number three in full PPR. How about Hunter Henry? Jacksonville has allowed one touchdown to a tight end since week five, and it was to George Kittle. 
I prefer Higby and Foster Moreau as a low end starting option, but I would start him over Jared Cook and uh, who's the other guy you keep asking? Noah Fant. Noah Fant. <laughs> Patriots DST is number one for everybody. We got eight more games to get to tomorrow, the NFC home games, and then we're going to go win some championships. Enjoy your Thursday night of freedom. Do something fun. Watch something great. Watch Dexter so we can talk about it. Although I'm not all the way caught up, so don't spoil anything. Uh, for Heath and parts, partially Jamie, I am Adam. Have an awesome Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.